As of right now, we are at war. How desperate are you? You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea. Bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name's Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Ruffett. How are we doing today, Chris? Well, Jesse, it's that special day where I get to feel real bad about how how not far I've come as a painter. That's right, folks. It's the painting gallery with no name. And of course, that means we've got none other than Dr. D with us. What's up, Dylan? I'm back in the phone booth. I'm here trying to put on my, take my shirt off to show off my Superman costume outside of it, but it's, there's not enough room in here. Get out of the way. They don't make them. They don't make them like they used to, man. <laughs> they really don't. Hey, man, you've upgraded from a basement to a phone booth, so. Well, you guys take me out of the little box that you put me in the warehouse where the Ark of the Covenant is, and then yep. you know you wake me up, and then we were in a little photo booth before. Now we're in a phone booth. Where do you find these things? You know, is it that podcaster money that's just laying around? You just buy these things. We just do what we can. We just do what we can. Hey, Patreons, if you want to help me buy strange, out of the way memorabilia from old America, please give me give me a hand. Clark Kent's closet. <laughs> You mentioned spoilers with the Ark of the Covenant thing, because that final shot of Indiana Jones, that's not the Ark. That's actually Dylan burning the acid through the side of the the box. The whole movie makes so much more sense now. If you listen real closely, you can hear me spitting vitriol out of the box. You can hear me talking about Daredevil. Exactly. (laughs) He got buffed. I, I I am actually able to speak to your audience now about how he got buffed. All right. You got 30 seconds. Go. It's pretty swell. Okay, I'm done. Excellent. (laughs) More from that very soon from Dylan. We'll be having some Defenders conversations, but ironically, the Defenders conversations get pushed back, as do the other things Chris and I have planned right now, because this is time sensitive, guys. We got to get this out. People want to know who won, you know, and we got to get the news to the people. Actually, Mario is right outside my house. He's got a pitchfork and a pizza, and he's going to throw it on my roof if I don't get this episode done. Hey, no hints for later. (laughs) No hints for these entries. Yeah, I think we just got to get into it today. But if you're new here, real quick, Dylan, can you describe what the Painting Gallery with No Name is and what this season was about? I sure can. So this entire contest is a painting contest to help keep you accountable to your pop, your pile of shame. There's a theme at the beginning of the season or the quarter, however you want to look at it. And you take a model that is not done or is lightly done. You paint it up, take some pictures of it. You send it to us and then we talk about it. And we'll compliment you and maybe we'll give you a high five next time we see you in person. That's all we want to do. This season's theme was a duo, which means a lot of different things to a lot of different people as apparently, (laughs) which I got some surprises in this one, which usually means two people uh, meeting in a Waffle House parking lot ready to discuss how they feel about current day socioeconomics. Or it could be man versus nature or anything like that. It was taken a few different directions, which obviously we're going to talk about. And we have a theme for the next one because the winner has already picked the next one. But you're going to have to wait until later for that. I adore it. I love it. And yeah, just a fun theme this time. And people flex in different skills this time. I mean, like they always do. But we'll get into that today very shortly. But before we do, we have some people to thank before we get into our painting gallery, honorable mentions, our favorite models, and then, of course, our winners Furious Finest supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Christ Protocol needs. Of course, you can use the code FURY5 to get 5% off your orders with Mr. Laser. And we're also supported by iWarGame. iWarGame makes the best marked mats for MCP. We highly recommend checking them out at iWarGame.net. And you can use our code FFPODCAST at checkout to get 10% off your order. We are supported by our patrons at patreon.com slash Finest. 
If you guys enjoy the show, please consider signing up. We'd love to have you get access to our wonderful Discord, get to vote on the next painting gallery with no name, get to participate in some of the leagues and various fun activities. It's always great. But, you know, and from the the patrons really are what keep the show going. So we really, really do thank you guys so, so much. And uh, it really does mean the world to us. Can't keep going or I'll start stumbling over my words. But Jesse, I think we've got a patron of the week to shout out. Yes, we do. It's Ryan. So thank you so much, Ryan, for jumping on our Furious Fighters community. And we also take this time to thank our Avenger producers to help us keep our lights on actively. And they do it for the whole community here. It's Rich and Sean. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, fellas. All right, let's get into our main topic today, which, of course, is the painting gallery with no name. Fall season conclusion, a duel. And you know, the best part about this document is I always get to lead off the talking on the honorable mentions. And I love that because I get to start with this just, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of the Reds in this, in this uh, diorama. Of course, I'm talking about Crimson Dynamo versus Malekith in a wonderful winter wonderland. I love Crimson it. Dynamo, some, some excellent Reds here, wonderful yellow highlights, well-painted model, excellently based model. And then the Malekith, of course, with a vibrant, vibrant blue, those glowing red eyes, great sword with the evil just pouring off of it. Two wonderful models. And guys, we have to talk about this, this kind of snow clearing, I guess it would be. I'm not sure. But it's a snowy little rocky path. We've got some tree stumps kind of setting the scene for our combatants all in all very very fun little diorama i think malekith is trying to become the new czar of russia because they're clearly having a throwdown in the winter wonderland that is the um post-soviet union there it is crimson dynamo can't let it go no nah, man he can't the iron curtain's gone buddy we gotta move on bud well great honorable mention chris i mean a strong entry out the gate and of course an amazing diorama on someone's desk and of course i think this I would assume this dynamo comes out and he's playable, right? With this beautiful base. Well, you got to use him right now too. He's just so good. He's a little bit of guardians insurance, right? Which we can all use right now, which is helpful, but I'm going to talk about my single honorable mention. Got to be on brand here, but also really well done. I love how this was executed and I'm going to describe it to you now. It's the black Knight versus null. And this person chose to make the bases and the symbiote elements all around Null and the Black Knight's base, a little bit more monochromatic, you know? And then with that, the Black Knight and Null are actually popping out a lot from these pretty busy bases, to be honest. I mean, this is a duel straight up. This is straight cannon stuff here, but also these colors, similar to what Chris said, these reds and blues are really popping. Null's obviously cannon black in front of his black symbiote stuff, but he's actually popping out even though he's surrounded by all these black symbiote basing and things like that. So big winner for me. I love the red boots on black Knight. Can't get past them. I think it's, it's cool to see null in model form. I think in the comics, he's a pretty big guy. I use the word guy very loosely, yeah. but I don't know. I think he might be more of a fella, <laughs> a real, a real chap. Would you say? I wouldn't go that far, pal. Oh, no. I'm sorry if I didn't mean to offend anybody with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick. <laughs> but I do think it's it's funny that Black Knight is going up on top of the dumpster to probably do like a WWE jump from the oh, high you rope. Ha- you have to hope, man. You have to hope. To bring the sword down right on Null's, right on his noggin. And Null's got his sword down. He's not even worried about it. You know, oh, he, he's, he's nonchalant as can be. He's just chilling. This person is ahead of all of us because when Null eventually comes to the game. Playable day one. Yep, straight up. So exciting stuff. Do you think he's going to be on a big base, like riding one of his dragons? I hope so. I think so. There's no telling. I, I have, I've learned to stop speculating on models like that one because they always do something I wouldn't have even thought of. But then how are you going to be disappointed? <laughs> I have no idea what they would do sculpt-wise, but I would venture to say I, if I was in the design seat, I would put Null on a medium or large straight up. I mean, it. He's got to be either in his fancy chair or he's got to be on a dragon. AMG, hear my plea. I'm good with either. Man, I would love either one. Absolutely. But we got to move on, Dylan, to your honorable mention. So being who I am, all the pros and cons of that, I saw the Daredevil one, and I'm a simple man. I see Daredevil versus Kingpin. 
I have to I have to love it. And we're going to do Daredevil versus Kingpin 1. It's a very beautiful snowscape. It reminds me very much of like an old Frank Millery type setting where old Hornhead and Fisk are having themselves a disagreement. And obviously, you know, Daredevil, he went he just went to church. Uh Fisk is coming to ruin the congregation. He's going to take all the little bread, the little biscuits and Daredevil's not going to have it. Not today, pal. So the thing that I find interesting is that he uses such vibrant colored tufts. So in my brain, I'm imagining that there's some kind of comic book shenanigans going on as well with the snowscape, but I, I kind of dig it. It's a really good way to kind of break up the monotony of just a snowy base. So I, I kind of like it. I dig it. Definitely my favorite part of this too is the choice of tufts and the kind of gradient of colors going on. And you guys just got to see it. You know, once again, forgive us because we didn't say the top of the episode, but, you know, as per usual, we'll always have the link to the Flickr album in the show notes. so You can follow along with us at home. Lovingly crafted by Eric. We always got to make sure he gets credit for his beauty. Eric's a champion. Absolutely. So those are honorable mention, guys. But you know what that means. We got to get to our top three models each. And this is where it gets really exciting. Well, I guess that means I'm up again. And I get to start off with... This fantastic crossover duel between two of the most dastardly villains in all of uh, what not Marvel comicdom, indie comicdom, I guess. But it is none other than Omni Man, who resides in the Invincible Universe, season two just started, and Homelander from the Boys, two truly brutal, brutal villains squaring off, hovering, staring each other down. We've got some some a bloody fist on Homelander, so it looks like he might have been in action recently, you know, before squaring off with Omni Man here. And once again, excellent Reds. I just can't get past Red this competition. So I will say, off of you mentioning the bloody fist thing, when this was sent to me, he had a title for it was "That Was My Son." So you can actually see the kid's hand oh, reaching yes. out from under the the rubble, right under Homelander. Excellent. Thank you. Thank That's you for wild. that. Very good. I nice yeah, this is I mean two of my favorite comic series outside of Marvel obviously and it's just not a not an un, not an not a unique answer there. It's clearly a lot of other people's because this this duel is really really killer. Really really cool. Great idea. Absolutely. And uh those stripes not easy to paint on that cape. No sir. A lot of freehand. I will say anytime you try to do lines, especially on something white, it takes forever to cover the color up again. So let's just say the amount he either did a really good job just originally doing the lines or his cover up is amazing. Either way, it's a testament to skill. Yeah, this is a really, really good piece. Once again, another amazing diorama for your desk or something, right? This person can cherish this forever. And the one downside of this piece is that I've never seen Invincible, which is it seems like something I would absolutely adore. So I got to see it at some point. It's but way up your alley. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. So the only one downside is that I don't really know a whole lot about Omni-Man other than that he's a brutal, brother, brutal mother lover. But uh, yeah, I love I love Homelander and you can definitely just feel the arrogance floating off of him in this piece. Well said. Very good. Well, Chris, what's your next top model? Well, I too am a simple man. I see... Wolverine and Sabretooth fighting, and I assume it's Wolverine's birthday, and I upvote. That's just the way it is. I've got to go it. with Sabretooth versus Logan. Set in a wonderful little cityscape outside of a Roxxon, Quick Change, and a Hawking Academy. These two are going at it. So these are excellent depictions of Wolverine and Sabretooth here. Both kind of street clothes. It looks like they're having a Memphis street fight here. Sabretooth's hair, it's blonde, it's going wild. Kind of looking, it's looking professional wrestlery, man. This is a very kind of pop, pop piece. It's a very, very good duel. The shading on the skin, very well done. The green, the greens on the uh, camo pants, I'm loving. The blue jeans, textbook. It's just really great piece. And it's fun. These two very hairy and very angry men have decided that they need to take their aggression out on each other in front of a school on a school night. Can you believe it? I really love it. I think the hair, especially on Sabretooth is really cool. It's really eye grabbing. 
I would say between the two, I can't. It, it's hard to pull my eye off a of saber tooth. It's, yeah, it's really well done. I would say too, like this person did a great job of the recesses on their muscles, yeah, right, and their faces and stuff. So like the details really popping, but also like it looks very comic booky too, right, in a positive way. Neither one of these men have had a drop of water for maybe days. Say striations. That's the life striations, gentlemen. Yeah, that's true. They're um, they're leaving bulking and they're going into yeah. That's true. They're they're into the toning. Just for this fight, no better way to tone than fighting the guy you hate the most. (laughs) Obviously, very Fox X Men inspired to this person's color choices and the saber tooth in particular. So absolutely love it. Yeah, great choice, Chris. Well, closing us out, Chris. What's your third and final top pick? Well, I had to go classic with this one. We've got a Captain America versus Red Skull. So these are from the new Mighty Corset. So we have the the wonderful new just grabbing, grabbing, holding the cube up for everyone to see Red Skull with his excellent, excellent frock coat flapping in the wind on top of the tactical briefcase, which we all love and adore. And then we have chest out Captain America. He's saying it loud. He's saying it proud. He's using his chest. He's got time. He doesn't have time for you. He's going to punch Red Skull and fix everything. But these are really two really well painted models. And the Red Skull especially is jumping out at me because the shading on these blacks is so well done. Breaking up kind of the monotony of an all black outfit using wonderful, you know, kind of gray shading and really, really making some things stand out, really putting some lighting, you know, effects there with the shading and and whatnot. It's just, I'm very impressed by it and I like it a lot. The coolest thing that I think I see is the fact that the cube, he did go for a little bit of a gradient where it's darker in the middle and it, you can definitely feel the crispy little energies on the edges of it. It makes it look so sparkly. Beautiful edge highlighting for sure. Also, this style of Caps Blue, I really like. It's kind mm-hmm. of like it's interesting. It's cool. Comic book style meets a you know more of a standard approach, and I really like that a lot. And you know, points in this person's camp is on an iWar game gaming mat. There so we there go. go. So obviously, I don't get to talk to your guys' viewers as much as you guys do. I gotta say, what an improvement on the Captain America sculpt from the original core box to the the new Mighty Heroes one. What a great model to use for this contest because that sculpt is a glow up. Oh, absolutely. And both of these guys having new leaderships. I mean, this person just got two new leaderships in their arsenal to play the game, right? Ready both to go. good ones. <laughs> for sure. I st- yeah. I'm still trying to get this core box two cap uh, known as Wild Steve. So just for your consideration, folks, for your consideration. Just getting that out there. I, oh, I'm oh. trying. Because you wild can change Steve. it to wilds. It makes sense. It, it works. It's fun. It's, good. it's, it's more got fun some zhuzh. I've been trying to call him Mighty Steve. No, it's Wild Steve, baby. <laughs> w It's definitely not Steve 3. That's, that's too vanilla. Yeah, we can't do Steve 3. We got to. I agree. We got to do We got to do one of these innovative things. All right. Well, I guess that is on to me because we'll save Dylan for last of his top three models. This should come as no surprise to anyone because this is something I like, but more importantly, a lot of cool conversions here. It is Mario versus Bowser. That's right, folks. You heard me right. It is a Gwynpool converted into a Mario. Let's just start there. <laughs> Jeff the Land Shark has he is no longer Jeff. He is a Mario World shark infused with a Goomba. Tiger Shark, which first of all, great idea. Giving even if you just gave Jeff the Land Shark Tiger Stripes, I really like that. But then of course this person with the extra mile and added a Bowser. And the Bowser is on a large base. We have a beautiful backdrop that is a Mario backdrop and Bowser's basing matches that classic blue gray brick basing, right? And I haven't mentioned the best part about Mario's base, guys. I haven't got to it yet, but Mario's coming out of a tube that looks like it was handmade and and there's basing paste around that. And we haven't even gotten to the craziest part. Dylan, can you describe this Mario Gwynpool rocket situation we got going on? So Mario decided he was fed up with this. So he he went to he went to get some hired help, right? Went to gutter space, found Gwenpool. She said, "Hey, hey, I need a you to go and kill my enemies for me." Hey, and so she got a rocket launcher and filled it up with a bullet bill, 
comes flying out of that tube and ain't going to be no more Bowser after this. It's it looks so incredible. And just talk about all of these wonderful conversions and, and everything, how incredible this really truly all is. You have to mention how great the paint job is just from, I mean, bottom, bottom up these, this is an excellent, excellent submission that the conversions are spot on. It's a clever idea. It's super fun. And the, the Bowser looks straight out of the video games. Like he, it looks like out of one of the switch games, just straight up. Now, when they played um, Smash back in the day, you used to be able to get those little statues where you could like, like yeah. level them up and stuff like that. This looks straight up like one of those. It was like painted. the paint job looks real similar. Like he did a really good job going for the source material on this. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I honestly, when it comes to the rocket too, I, I do want to make sure I bring up the fact that it does have exhaust. Yes, please. Yeah, it, uh, the fact that the bullet bill is, I don't know what you would call it. He's uh, la- lactating out some kind of smoke coming out of his uh, rear end. And then there's also the blowback from the actual recoilless uh, bazooka shot. Yep. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. I, I'm assuming that there is a wire in the middle of that smoke trail. One would have to assume. Yeah. Otherwise um, that's that he must've put a lot of layers of paint on that smoke. That would have taken years. This is insane guys. I mean, the level it's of detail really- too, like adding a f- backwards cap for Mario's cap. And then of course the additional sword, just add additional sword on Gwynpool's back. That's extra. She doesn't have that, right? It's because, and she's even still holding her sword. Yeah. Amazing. She brought an extra one because Bowser's for real. Hey, when you're getting paid that kind of money, <laughs> got to get the job done, you know? So phenomenal entry. I think it kind of perfectly encapsulates what this contest is about, where this person, as you guys said, just an amazing paint job, but then went the extra mile and did all of this custom crafting, modeling, conversions and just took it to the next level right it's just absolutely insane it should be said that the setting for this it does need a specific call out the fact that it has the smash blocks i think they're called the the question oh, yeah. mark blocks that backdrop i mentioned yeah that that's an amazing little added flair it adds a lot to it too right like it really sells sells the scene so absolutely phenomenal and i'd kill to see this Gwynpool on the table you know and just play this person <laughs> oh for sure but moving on my second top model and what a fantastic paint job this is. We have Grievous, General Grievous versus Mother Talzin on Dathomir. Yes, this person went the extra mile and did give us a red dirt basing playmat. Take these photos on. And, you know, this is canon. This is canon from Clone Wars and the comics that follow, which is, you know, amazing and spoilers. But I mean, Grievous is the one who kills mother Talzin in the lore so this person really wanted us to know that and they've got the scene set up grievous and his battle droids versus Talzin maul and her supermandos and then we have comic panels that literally show the same shots i don't know more you could ask for than this guys because also the paint jobs are phenomenal and let's talk about Talzin's cape and her dathomirian like sigils and markings on her cape this person knocked it out of the park i'm assuming that they're supposed to be reminiscent of like the tattoos that are on the like Maul and Savage. Yeah, similar for sure. Yeah. Because that's what they look like. He nailed it. Amazing job. This is, and let's talk about this, like Talzin's face, the detail on her face, her eyes really popping out through all that and the tattoos and yeah, it's just perfectly executed. And I think this is one of those ones you just get, the more you look at it, the more you appreciate it. And you also, I think hands down our best photography so far we've talked about. I could, yeah. I could definitely agree with that. Throwing in the background models really does add a lot. And even Taking the time to just make sure they're not in focus, I think, is a really yeah, good... Yeah, for sure. It's a good use of the camera. Cinematic, right? Yeah. And these reds. <laughs> Such good reds. Deep, deep Should blood red. be talking about capes? I'm in the reds right now. <laughs> it's going through a red phase, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a red thing. Red surgeons. I guess the capes are on the back burner because there's so many today. But every there's model so many capes, had capes, and everyone's got a good cape. So it's hard to... Just gush about every... I will, if you want me to. I'll talk about every cape I see. So the Mother Talzin's uh, smoky Dathomirian magic, by the way. A little bit of OSL on the hand. Excellent, by the way. Uh, yeah. Love the green color. Very inspired. Yeah, color, color choice. Excellent. You looked at a color wheel. Great job. Yeah, it almost looks glossy. Like they added gloss after their matte spray at the end, possibly. And uh, Dylan, as someone who I know has painted General Grievous lately, what do you think about this person's Grievous? I really like it. It's the cape is a really good contrast to the white armor. I've seen 
with the help of Jesse, admittedly. A lot of people do their grievances in different ways. Like they'll paint the metal parts of them differently. Like some people paint them silver, some people paint them gray yep. or whatever. I think he went the right direction. I think black is the best way to do it just because it is such a good contrast on the white. And I absolutely love it. I think the one thing I'd want to see is maybe the underside of the cape a little bit. Maybe there might be some more good red in there for Chris to gush about. But I will. He he will do it, ladies and gentlemen. If you get a if you show a picture that he will compliment your <laughs> underside grievous. Don't tempt me. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Frodo. But I really think that it's a fantastic uh, model. The statue is really good. It blends right into the base. I, he, I'm assuming he did a little bit of work to make it so that there was no gap. Which yeah, is, some basing paste around the statue too. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Great job. Also inspired choice with the uh, more like Sith Death and Marine statue, right? And it's more the gray scheme than the the paler Jedi schemes of statues. Clearly, this Grievous is here on Death and Come and take them out, you know? So very cool stuff. But amazing piece. But we got to move on to my final top model. And, you know, I don't think it should come as any surprise to anyone. You guys know how uh, silly in love with Ultron I am. But this person, they did Ultron versus Black Widow 3. And what's incredible about this guys is that this is all corset materials of the new mighty corset but this person integrated the widow the ultron and the roxon quick change with the ultron drones all in this piece and it's a beautiful diorama and widow's on her way up to fight ultron she's taking the express elevator that is an ultron's bot his uh lower half using him like a ramp it's insane obviously delivering a v trigger to the Ultron bot. I don't know what you guys are talking about. But this the Tiger Knee. <laughs> this thing is so awesome. Of course, Ultron is on top of a half of a Roxxon, uh, which is, it looks like it's just as uh, lovingly painted as the models themselves. Everything on this board is expertly and very, very well painted. Not a not a piece of terrain has been left out or or not thought about or not considered which i find extremely impressive gotta see it to believe it the the osl from the launch from ultron's little feedies uh does a really good job moving down into like the actual rocks on building itself i actually would be curious to know if this is playable if these models are playable they don't look like it like i think this is actually i think he specifically built a diorama which i think definitely adds to it Uh, it just blends seamlessly right in and the Ultron is great. I mean, there's not a lot of whole, whole lot you can say about that. Oh, that's phenomenal. And like, good shout out too to the car on the left that smashed with an Ultron drone climbing out of it. I know a lot of that's other corset train elements, but what this person did is next level where they built the car down into the base of the diorama and they built the basing paste and rocks and stuff around all these elements. It's completely seamless. Like you, you couldn't tell which of these should be on bases, which of these should be terrain, which of these should be standalone pieces. It's all just one piece. This is the type of thing that could win like a worthy competition guys, like get a medal with that. Absolutely insane. So huge shout out to Ultron versus widow three for me. So Dylan, that leaves your top three models. It sure does Jesse. And the first one that I'm going to talk about is Bane versus the bat. Now I love DC. Uh, I especially love old DC. Batman's easily one of my favorites, obviously, as I'm sure everybody here can appreciate a good Batman. You can't get more iconic than Nightfall, Bane versus the Bat. Bane came to Gotham. He had a single mission. He was going to break the Bat. And we are seeing the, essentially, the uh, culmination of those series of events. This is a night model. I actually own this model. I haven't had a chance to paint it yet. I hope mine's half as good as this. But Bane has managed to grab old Brucey boy and he's going to break his spine over his knee. Vicious. Brutal. It looks like he's fighting in like a Lazarus pit or there's uh, venom spilling out all over the place. I don't think this is what happens in the book. I think he does it in the bat cave. I think like, I think that's where it takes place, but excellent much use interest. of face. Yeah. Yeah. It really does add a lot. Man, it draws your eye to Batman, you know, and you, you could just Bane. tell Bane is, Enjoying that venom. He's not he's worried jacked, about it. man. <laughs> he's jacked. He's not worried about it at all, right? What a phenomenal model. This person did an amazing job, guys, and the shading on this. I don't know what to say. It's very high contrast, much like the Logan and Sabretooth, their definitions and the muscles. Excellent. Uh, lots of good contrast. Very rosy skin colored in the 
in the recesses, like a like a very dark red. It's amazing. I mean, it's also an iconic duel. So I mean, this person knew the assignment; they achieved it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get more iconic than a good Bane versus the Bat. You're absolutely correct. It's uh, one of comics' best things. Well, Dylan, what's next? So next, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel versus Shazam, who at one point in his life was also known as Captain Marvel. It's the Captain Marvel off. DC versus Marvel. Hey, it doesn't get better than this. Shazam clearly has said the magic word. He's got lightning coming up with him, and he's going on headfirst to meet binary form Carol Danvers. We're going to see who the mightiest hero in the, I guess, multiverse in this case. My money's on Carol, personally, but (laughs) it's a fantastic little set piece. And I got to say, I really love the lightning. That's a really cool effect. It's really well done. And it, it it's such a stark white. It really does kind of, <laughs> yeah. well, it draws your eye right to this big red monster, you know, running right at you. It's really cool uh, how it kind of frames the piece. I'm just going to change my tune here, though. Loving this vibrant blue on Cosmic Carol. Really, really great. It's shaded really, really, really well. Uh, it's it's a very, very impressive paint job. You guys have kind of nailed it all. I mean, and also a lot of points for the creativity of this matchup, like Dylan was kind of alluding to, like the, the pop culture lore of that, but also just inspired choice, DC versus Marvel in general. And they're fighting on a Guardians of the Galaxy poster. So, you know, nice little uh, fun touch there that this person decided to throw in. Because they're probably fighting in space. The Guardians are in space. Well, it, it totally works. It, totally it works. does. Well, Dylan, you want to close us out with your final top model? I would love to, Jesse. Let me tell you, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I'm a Daredevil guy. I see a Daredevil. I hit like. It means it's my birthday because I get to look at another Matt Murdock. Here it is. Boom. Daredevil versus Stiltman. Stiltman, where are you, bro? Where are you at in MCP, man? I'm just waiting (laughs) for you. We're waiting. Seven threat, Stiltman. He's going to have all the gems, and he's going to be unstoppable. He is walking high in Manhattan. Oscorp's in the background. He's taller than Oscorp, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, There's a helicopter floating in the background. I don't know if helicopters float. I don't think that's how it's technically worded, but it's pretty funny. Uh, I love the backdrop. And Daredevil, he's he's looking up, and he's like, I don't know how old Murdoch's going to get out of this one. It's real good, yes. I I can't get over this hand-painted backdrop. Yeah, you want to talk about getting bonus points. The the hand-painted old movie style like Godzilla painted background it's so good well and like the hand painted scene on the Daily Bugle as well of the Avengers fighting Stiltman everything about this just puts a smile on my face it's it's very clever it's very very well done but it's also just fun all the way around like looking at it is it's an interesting kind of look there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on here like like you guys are really you know telling us all but most of all it's just kind of whimsical and super fun i do want to do a call out to the graffiti on the back of the daily bugle that shows the avengers taking care yep. of an avengers level threat uh thor's there hulk is doing a he's doing a leap it's still man they're fighting somebody still man are they oh yeah they are fighting stilt man oh my gosh talk about my gosh artception yeah it's really good it's 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 phenomenal so I, how is the Stiltman made? Hey man, I don't know how the sausage is made. I can only assume that is handcrafted. There's no way that that is like printed or something. No way. That must be, it must be some kind of like piece of do it yourself hardware thing that he just glued together. Right in. Tell us. I'd love to hear about yeah, it. Let us yeah, know. please do. But I'm just enamored by this backdrop. I mean, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. This person went out of their way to hand paint a backdrop right and just it adds to the feel because they could have easily put up a laptop screen or just printed something on a computer right of a cityscape right but they went the extra mile made the oscorp tower made a little helicopter it's phenomenal yeah absolutely adore it if i ever need a stilt man i you will be the first person i get in touch with i hope we all need a stilt man soon i agree six threat make it happen amg so guys, that's our top three models each. And we've also done our honorable mentions. And I wish we could spend more time on this stuff. But Dylan, you got to tell us who got first and second place respectively. Of course, starting with second place. And then after we find out who won the competition, we get to find out what the next theme is. Well, Jesse, I got good news for you because we get to talk about something we already talked about because second place is Black Widow versus Ultron. This was painted by the one and only 
lovable, lovable John B.W. What a gun that uh, that John B.W. He is the previous winners of most of the painting galleries, except for one other one. He was defeated yet again. If you think that he lost with this entry, you can only imagine what the actual winner did. Because again, this is an absolutely phenomenal piece. And we should probably talk about what makes it a second place entry. Well, we just talked about how incredible this is. I mean, I think this straight up could win a worthy competition, right? 100%. I guess in this case, we should probably go over... Let's break it down. Yeah. Yeah, to like a real basic level. Boom. First thing, he did a display. uh, I guess you could call it a plinth. It is an actual like set square. It's not like just like some piece of styrofoam that he just found and just put everything on top of. This is something that is made for displays. So it really does help create a just like a, a good solid base. You, if you get something like this, you could always get one that might already have like an asphalt base to it, or you can just put something on top of it. You're like, you know exactly where you are, some kind of cityscape. This one looks like it was supposed to look like some kind of landfill, which usually you don't uh, talk about in a positive way, but John BW's done it again. He's made me be positive about something that is usually not a great thing. He's got a really, really good camera area because he has the black thing going on so there's nothing else in this picture that's going to distract you from the greatness that is the entry john bw an excellent master of creating a good like set environment for all of his photos all the photos he sends us either have amazing backdrops that are reminiscent of something that he's trying to actually like invoke so with his previous entry with the immortal hulk he was doing the the comic book cover exact same kind of thing it's very well set you look at it you're not being distracted by anything that might be in the background. Like you're not looking at his hand in the background or a dog or a cat, you know, just hanging out in the background. And then you add in the fact that he's used multiple pieces of terrain. Now here's two prevailing thoughts of how to implement this kind of stuff into your display pieces. This is actually something that came up at the worthy. Now, when the guy that won all of the entries, John Ho. Sir John Ho, yeah. Yeah, John Ho. So obviously an incredible painter. One of the other entries that was in contention for beating him, which was the Sentinels, it was another Sentinel entry. There was a discussion because they had, well, I don't know about John, but at least the other person that had asked said, hey, what is it that I could have done in order to do better to beat John, right? Um, He said, grab a sword and slayeth him because he is the master of painting. John B.W. cannot be stopped. No, but seriously, he said, hey, what is it that I can do that would bring me to like essentially the next level? Now, I want to say it was Dallas, but I don't know 100%. He asked and said, you can't let the terrain be the focal point of the the entry. Train was amazing. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And so the thought was John B.W.'s terrain thing might have been less well-painted but the thought process was it didn't distract from the models themselves. So this entry is a really good example of that because all of the colors on the terrain, with the exception of the rocks on red, is a pretty muted dirt color. Or it's like a dark green or some other kind of like not not a, a high value color. But it's all but it's also still very rich, which is kind of the key, right? So if you're really looking to up your diorama game. This is kind of the thinking you need to start thinking about if you want to go into like world level, you know, uh, ent- entries. I say this as someone who didn't even place. So who who am I to say? <laughs> so when you listen to me say this, I might be wrong and you might be like Dr. D more like Dr. Doofus. And so don't listen to me. But when you look at this thing, you can clearly tell that each thing was lovingly placed all over the base. Nothing is wasted. The empty space is good empty space because it's a good framing method for the things that are on the base does that make sense yeah very well said and i think like the train being painted this well with the detail but not taking the focus away from ultron and widow which draws your eyes right strikes that balance i think you're trying to explain to the listener right it it is and it also has the benefit of the thing i always like to bring up with in these things that people are probably tired of hearing at this point it has triangles because if you look at where all of the attention is the outside of or it's kind of like a ramp because if you look at the left of the picture there's like nothing going on and then you start slowly working your way right oh there's an ultron bot oop okay uh you have black widow doing the kung fu uh kick going up and then you have ultron at the very top of it very in this case it'd be kind of like a right triangle you know but yeah 
it gets the point across. And then other than that, you got a great paint job, which we've already talked about. Once again, John can paint Black Widows really well. <laughs> yeah. Turns that's out. true. John, knock it off. You're making the rest of us look bad. Every time. Every time. Well, Dylan, we got to close this out with our first place winner. And we're going to talk about their entry and everything about it. Okay. So let me set the stage. Kingpin's up to no good. He's building a machine to get his wife and kid out from the world of death. But Spider-Man forgot one thing. It's not about the money, Spider-Man. It's the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse entry. It's incredible. It's so many models. There's at least 6,000 models here, but you can only see like seven of them. It's the entire Spider-Gang versus Kingpin. It's a lot of the Spider-Gang. Jaw drop. So when you first look at it, it kind of looks simple, right? Because it's just like flat space with a bunch of models on it. But then you immediately go up into the back and it looks straight up like the poster, which I think was the... If it actually wasn't like a a promo poster for the movie, it should have been. Then you look at all the characters and you're like, oh, okay. You definitely know what this is if you've seen the movie. Uh, You got Miles. You got Gwen. You got uh, Spider-Ham. You have uh, Penny, I think is her name, with the Spider-Bot. I don't remember if it has a specific name. Uh, You got good old Petey. And you have Nicolas Cage, Spider-Man Noir, which is just fantastic. And you have the movie style Kingpin where he does not, in fact, have a neck. (laughs) He is only body and head and arms and legs. Played by the infamous Lee Shriver, who we've, you know, mentioned Sabretooth earlier, but, you know. That's right. Man's a legend. And he's here to tell us that it's it's all about the Mets, baby, because that's what this is about. And the one thing that. The person did tell me about, which I should just tell you his name. I'm going to have to read it because it's a weird name. I actually know him. He's from the Infinity community. We've infiltrated Fury's Finest, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to stay. We did His name is Abiscus, I think is how you say it. I originally met him in a Infinity uh, Discord, oddly enough. And we we play the same armies. We're so cool. We're like brothers in arms. So he... Clearly, he said he listened to the soundtrack of the movie the entire time he was painting this, which I Fantastic. can't blame him. Yep. Excellent soundtrack. And he did specifically want us to think about the covers for the Spider-Man in the bottom right hand part of the uh, entry, which I think are actually comic book covers, which he has adapted into the paint jobs. And the graphic design, right? Like there's some Photoshopping going here. Yeah, for sure. I the, the only one thing I gotta say is I think that I think that Pete's too young. He he still looks like he has hope. He doesn't have the beer belly yet. And the sweatpants. <laughs> this, sweatpants. This Pete looks like he slept in the last week. Yeah. Pete wearing sweatpants. That's when you know he gave up. But yeah, I mean, this is the Pete that AMG given us though. And you know, I like that this person did it that way. Agreed. So, I've got to talk about this Miles and Gwen that and Penny and Spider, the droid pop the pop on these characters is insane and then the choice of the brick is so inspired i can't even handle it i mean it's it's spider-verse colors it's that explosion of color of the teals and the blues and the pinks and the reds and that's the choice they chose for this miles and gwen with their brick walls that they're on which are these are the c27 miles and gwen which i have prints of yeah just phenomenal and i think this spider mech spider Penny Parker, she's tiny, guys. I mean, she's like smaller than Toad, I'm going to tell you. And the fact that this guy painted her plaid, like school uniform, and then all this cell shading detail on the Spider Mac. Cell shading, that goes the same for Kingpin with his his face. He's got like his wrinkles and lines and uh, angry face hand drawn on, right? With the cell shading style. It's truly a wonderful, clever, and just expertly done diorama in general every model is painted so very well the spider spider noir you know i'm into the shading of black with black right now so clearly i'm in love with it now i left one of the best pieces for last chris and jesse hold on to your butts because i'm about to tell you something that's real crazy the wall that jesse is or not jesse you're not jesse jesse you're not spite you're not spider-man miles the wall that miles is attached to is actually the great responsibility wall that he was tagging with his uncle yep I can see the little graffiti at the bottom. Bravo. Yeah. Phenomenal. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. And like, look at those Jordans, man. (laughs) 
I'm jealous. The detail is there. I'm jealous as well. <laughs> so it's phenomenal, guys. I mean, I think each one of these models could win a paint competition on their own. And the fact that this person did seven with a backdrop and like you said, Dylan, a a base for all them to fit on, right? And they're all squaring off against Kingpin. It's perfect. It is the finale of the movie. And I got to say, something I've always been trying to do, I haven't had much luck on, is having the air spray like drip, you know, the run, the the runny paint thing. Yep. Yep. He's done it amazingly on Gwen's. I don't know how he did it, but it's, it's not nuts. fair. It's not fair at all. No. Phenomenal. I mean, I would play all these spider people in a heartbeat, right? And this Kingpin. Come on, you know? Now, for the oh, record, for sure. he, he also did show me custom cards for all these characters that are... Stop. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, man. He did it. He showed it all. It's it's real. This person is... They're, af- they're after my own heart. You know, the attention to detail and committing, you know? I just love it, so... I'm excited for the third movie. That's all I'm going to say. This has just reminded me that it's not out yet, and it makes me sad. Look at these bricks on Miles' base on the final shot, like with the, the white backdrops. You can really see... Yeah, the hand painted like comic style sh- cell shading on all this, and I mean, and just straight up, it looks like paint. It looks like paint on a brick. It doesn't look like oh, I painted a brick wall, right? Like that turquoise. It looks like a brick wall that he then air sprayed the that green on. Phenomenal, yeah, just phenomenal. Gotta love it. Well, and I mean, like also, guys, like I mean, I I see cell shading and I see comic style in this game a lot. And it's always done very well by people, but trying to emulate the Spider-Verse style through the cell shading comic style that people approach MCP with, very inspired choice. Just because it's the style of the source material we're basing off of. So I, I think we got to drive that point home, right? And not only did this person paint an amazing comic book cell shading style, but they were trying to emulate the Spider-Verse. And they absolutely did. Yeah, they nailed it. So Abyscus, congratulations. You're a winner. You're a winner, brother. Congrats and thank you for the submission, man. This is awesome. Phenomenal. So when I found out that he won, uh, I found out where he usually goes to buy his uh, Philly cheesesteaks and I cornered him. I was like, Abyscus, you need to tell me what the next theme is going to be or I'm going to tell everyone that you're silly. Obviously, I'm, sure, he, I'm, I'm sure he capitulated quickly under that threat. Well, listen, do, <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am? I'm Dr. D, baby. I'm scared of you right now. Yeah, I bet you are. You big, You big chicken. So before we get to the theme, though, we should talk about the random raffle winners with the help of random.org. With all of the contestants, I use the numbers to do some scientific mumbo jumbo to pick out two winners that will be the glorious winners of some new prizes here pretty soon. I am going to recreate the prize document, hopefully tomorrow or well, when I don't know, at some point when the, before this episode comes out so that you will have the ability to pick directly from it. There will be some tournament kits. There will be some models in there. There will be some paints. I think there might still be a brush. Hopefully, it'll be updated for the next one. But since my life has finally decided to calm down, if you think your host lives are busy, I wasn't too far behind. Let's just put it that way. So the good news is that I think this contest can only get better now that I have a free second in my entire life. So, hey, get get excited about that. So here we go. The first raffle winner. If your name is Bert M. Congratulations, brother. You're a winner. Congrats. And the second winner, you know him, you love him. His name's Mario, and his got a C. We all know who that is. We love him. You love to see it. We talked about him today. That's why he's outside my house with a pizza. We got to celebrate. He's shooting a bullet at Bowser today. <laughs> oh my gosh, he was in He was in one of the entries. Perfect. That's Mario. Incredible. Congrats, my friend. Well, Chris and Jesse, it has come to the point where we have to go over the new theme with a new deadline for a new year. That's right. You're going to have time to get a new model for this next theme as a Christmas present because it's going to be February 5th is going to be when the next season ends. But in order to do that, I bet you got to know what a theme is. Do you know what the theme is, Jesse? I have no idea. I'm super excited. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell it to you. I'm going to tell it to you right now. So the theme for the next painting gallery with own name is Inspirational Heroes. Now, I was given a little blurb to read out, so let's go through that real quick. Inspiration is all around us, and often that inspiration pushes us to paint our models in a certain way. Paint a model, or more if you'd like, focusing on a specific piece of inspiration. Along with your model, submit what that inspiration is. That could be a particular picture, comic, movie, etc. Let's see the things that inspire us and how that inspiration converts to the models we paint. That's a very open-ended one. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is, is that this is going to be kind of a weird way for the community to just, you know, just become, 
you know, transparent, really open up. What, what do you find inspiring? You know what I find inspiring? History. I really love historical stuff. So maybe I should paint Spider-Man as like a Minuteman with a musket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you could just submit historical stuff. That would That's work too, true. right? That's true, actually, because it doesn't have to be MCP-based. So, yeah. Honestly, this is a very open-up thing. If there's something in your life that you just find that just really tickles your toes, show us what it is. This is a really cool moment where we get to kind of meet you as a person in a, in a kind of cool way. And you get to kind of show off your how cool you are. You know, there are other people in this world that think you're cool other than your mom, okay? We think you're cool. Now, now we need to be able to talk about it. I love this. Yeah, you're definitely cool. And we'd love to see what comes out of your inspiration here. And, you know, this is very open-ended. Like you said, Dylan, I'm I'm seeing models. We could do terrain. We could do a combination of the two. We could have scenes set up, all sorts of options. And if you have any questions about what could be viable for that or be legal, you can always email us at furypainting at gmail.com. And I'll probably give you a thumbs up as long as it's, you know, as long as it's appropriate, right? So, yeah, I'm definitely really excited for this. I already know who the winner is going to be. Chris is going to win with the Immortal Hulk, who looks like a like a Harlem Globetrotter, where he's going in for the uh, the slam dunk. Because I know I know he really digs his basketball. Sometimes, from time to time, once in a while. So if he can have two models doing like an alley oop or something, yeah, I think he wins. Well, that's a good example too, Dylan. Where it's like, okay, what if there's a picture that really inspires you from sport or film or something, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you try to recreate that with MCP models or maybe not even MCP models, just recreate it. Right. So I think it's very open-ended and very exciting and, you know, you've got some time to knock it out. And you got the holidays too. So if somebody gives you like a, like a special little Christmas gift, that could, that could be your inspiration. It could be family. I love that too. Yeah. Very good stuff. Are we sure we want to start painting fast and furious models with this show. Which one? More cars. All family, except for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's no longer part of the family. He's not part of the family. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Neither no. is Paul Walker, but he's not part of it anymore for a different reason. Jesse was the one that went dark. Wow. I was going to yeah. say, wow, of all the people that said that. It's the aura coming off of Dylan. Oh, com- why, coming off of me. <laughs> Chris is like, thumbs up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dylan, real quick, how do we enter this contest and what do we need to do to enter? Well, in this case, you got to find something that inspires you. That's going to be the first step in this one. So what you do is you find something that you want to paint. In this case, it's going to be something that inspires you, whether it be art, uh, maybe a song, something like that, and really just give us, just share it with us. And what you do is you take a picture of it and you take a picture of either a completely untouched or maybe lightly painted whatever it's going to be. And then you save that for later. You paint the heck out of whatever it is you're going to paint. Then at the end of it, you're going to take four pictures of it. And then you're going to put it all in an email, put your name on it, please put your name on it uh, and send it to me at furypainting at gmail.com. I will store it away. And then when I send you an email back, you will know that you have been entered. When that happens, you just vote when the voting comes up. Usually it's on the deadline and we usually leave it open for about a week. We close it up. We do an episode like this and then you get the results and then you get to know what the next theme is. Absolutely. And if you guys didn't gather from this episode, if you're new here, but not only do the winners get prizes, but we draw random raffle winners. So not only are you getting an amazing piece done and off your pile of shame, but also you are just getting put in the hat to win some fun prizes. And the more people that enter, the more stuff we tend to give away. Yeah, absolutely. So, and the more we kind of pull resources to make that happen. So I'm looking forward to this one a lot, guys. And I'm really excited to see what people do. I think people are going to take us for a ride on this one. And I am ready. What inspires me, Jesse? Do you know? Duncan. Duncan does, in fact, inspire me. You're absolutely right. Oh, my gosh. Anything with alliteration with D, you know, Daredevil, <laughs> Dr. D, Duncan. Listen, I got a branding thing I got going on, okay? Man, you're doing great. Double Thanks. D. Thanks, man. You Good know, stuff. I got to say, Chris, that's probably the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Don't push it, buddy. Yeah, no one's ever said anything nice to you ever, Dylan. Never. <laughs> Never. Never. Ever. Uh, never. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we're excited about this competition and we look forward to what you guys can do. If you ever had any questions, definitely reach out to Dylan or myself or just email us via Fury Painting and just ask, you know, never hurts to ask. And I think this competition in particular is going to be the most open we've done thus far. So don't hesitate to like throw an idea past us and, you know, maybe we can guide you in the right direction too. If you're thinking, oh, can I do this? And 
yeah, go for it. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that. So we got to close out the show like we normally do, guys. Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Furious Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Furious Finest. You, of course, can follow the show on X at Furious Finest Cast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Furious Finest. And you can email us at FuriousFinest at gmail.com. Always leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice, especially if you can't support us on the Patreon. That's a way you can support us by leaving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast. It really means a lot. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, please rate, review, subscribe. Every tiny little bit helps. And we are constantly humbled by you guys continuing to show support. So thank you so much. So to add in, as the owner of a brand spanking new podcast myself, I finally read a review that I got. And I got to say, as a creator, those reviews are so energizing that I don't think you quite understand if you take 15 seconds to go to a website and type in, hey, Dr. D has a weird obsession with alliterations with the letter D. It doesn't matter. It just really energizes. It just brightens our day. Like you have no idea. And I don't feel bad asking for him. Give him a five star review or (laughs) I'm going to call you a silly Billy. We really appreciate it, guys. Dylan's absolutely right. It definitely keeps us going and it means a lot. You know, anytime you guys do these little things like that, you're not only keeping us going, but you're expanding the reach to the community at large, because as Chris said, unfortunately that's how these things are. But I mean, the more reviews and stuff you have, the more it's shown other places and other people can find it right. And get into this wonderful game we love and get into these wonderful things like this hobby contest that we love so much. Of course you can find me, Jesse everywhere online, all at the same place as tw- that's, that's Instagram, Longshanks, Twitter, discord at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. And you can check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. Hello there, a Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast. Everywhere podcasts are found and online at Hello There Cast. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on the Discord. I am Strong Style. I am probably Chris Finest in most of the Marvel Crisis Protocol Discords. You can also listen to me blather about the NBA on Orange Futures, an NBA podcast with Chris and Ben. You can find me, Dylan, on Discord at drdr.d. I'm, I'm on there all the time. And uh, if you find, see Dr. D in a Discord of any other game, it's probably me, and you should probably make fun of me. Or you could check out the current and amazing podcast, Arachne, an Infinity Game podcast. It currently, just recently, it took best podcast produced in my living room. Ooh, a hot category. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough market, but I think I, I edged it out. Well done. It takes some time to get to that point. When you get there, you get there, you know? So, and, uh, you know, if you guys are not even fans of Infinity, definitely check out Dylan's podcast because I think he has a lot of great content there and, and insight on the lore of the game and also dad jokes. Come on. The dad jokes are definitely one of the most uh, attractive features. They're flowing. They just keep coming. So uh, one day he's going to give out when there's no more dad jokes. Never going to happen. It's not going to happen. The sun will burn out first. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, this has been a fun episode, guys. Like always, I I adore these episodes so much. You guys in the community that participate in these, you put your heart and soul into this work. And then after you put your heart and soul in this work, you share it to the community at large because this also gets shared to people outside of the Fury's Finest patron discord after the episode goes live, right? I mean, it's the greatest thing you can do as an artist is create something and share it with people. And it's hard to do. It's hard to get to that point. So if you're willing enough to do that like you have already won it's incredible so you guys keep it up keep me inspired keep all these listeners inspired too and you're very amazing to put it into perspective a very wise thing i once heard was a man was attempting to throw all the starfish on a beach back into the ocean and somebody said hey why are you taking the time to do that it doesn't make a difference but then as you pick the starfish up and throw it back in the ocean you say it makes a world of difference to that one you could change somebody's like day by whatever it is you made you could really change somebody's day. I completely believe that. I'm inspired. Chris, start working on that new piece. I mean, I'm inspired. It's the, you know, it's the new theme. Come on. Great joke. It was very Immortal good. Immortal Hulk. Basketball shorts. Oh, no, Going no. Going for the dunk. Ah, uh, no. Not doing it. Until next time, thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. Keep it popping. has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Tin Buck says you're wrong. 